This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. She pulled my hair with my lipstick on, in a glass of purple dry. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, I am joined by yet another amazing, phenomenal guest. My guest today is a woman by the name of Vera Bermenko. So given how expansive the listenership is, I'm going to do what I always do before I turn it over to unscripted dialogue with my lovely guest, and I'm going to plug a little bit about who Vera is. So who is Vera Bermenko? Well, what I can tell you about Vera is that she is an award-winning performing artist from the Ukraine, Kiev, a gypsy punk violinist. Vera sets hearts on fire with her bold energy. Fans describe her as the female Dr. Draw and her musical style as David Garrett meets Lindsay Sterling exploded with gypsy fire. In the ocean of modern violin, Vera stands out with her pristine instrumental technique and the theatrical twist of dance in live performance. Her 2015 Academy Award winning hit singles Three Mix and The NeverEnding Tango received acclamation as Best Instrumental Classical Electronica and Best Latin and are spun on over 70 FM radio stations. Vera's press release with Marquee Global Networks surpassed its 1 million views in February 2016, and her feature three-mix video screened in the Toronto Short Film Festival, alongside Moshe Hammer's Music Child. Vera has been recently nominated as the Emerging Artist of the Year in the upcoming InFame Awards 2017. Among other nominees are Eugene, Dr. Draw, and pianist Elizabeth Spano as Established Artist of the Year. In the past few years, Vera featured in the live events around Toronto, among them Miracle on Queen Street at the Naked Bodies Fashion by designer Brenda Conwiers, the Waterfront Magazine media event at the Tulu Lounge performing with Lee Hawkins, the TIFF Green Room by Madflower Canada's Nico Bacalupo, Celebrate Toronto, Health and Beauty Expo, the Persian Beauty Awards broadcast on national television, Vera also acted in TV shows and films as a violinist, among them Netflix Hemlock Grove. Having gathered her supporters, Vera is currently launching a live event and web series campaign of Weekend Motivation in collaboration with Hugo's King Zamili, a fellow motivational author. The artist will share not only her music, but also articles from her life-changing book, My Key to Immortality, Tuning Your Mind into the Life of Universal Love, available through Balboa Press, a division of Hay House Publishing. Vera is a speaker at others' events for music, mind, spirit, body, and success in self-realization. Weekend Motivation first video, Waking Up Early for Your Success, reached over 201 views 
201 million views this summer. Vera sets the bar for the young artists in the modern industry as a dancing violinist, performing artist, and aims to empower them to live the lives of their true calling and passion and to realize themselves through their art. Vera believes in the healing power of thought, sound, and language, and as a published author of My Key to Immortality, Vera puts in words her empowering journey of self-discovery. Quote, all I want to do is make music and tell stories. After all, this is why we come here, to realize ourselves in our calling. Vera is currently producing a series of silent short silent short comedy films in style of Charlie Chaplin which she directed and scored screened in 14 festivals has received four international awards and three nominations among them best short film best actor best score NYC Indie Film Awards, Best Silent Film Calcutta International Cult Film Festival, Judges Top 5 Pick, Tap Fest Home Base Premiere, Oh No You Didn't Award, Dwayne Wilson Supporting Actor, Tap Fest, Dan Wilmot Award Executive Product Producer, Lena Bermenko, Tap Fest. Anyway, the list goes on. You're off the hook, Vera. I mean, I can't keep up with your repertoire, your CV. It's just, it's outstanding. And I have to say, in preparation for this, and we've connected behind the scenes for quite some time uh, preparing for this particular day, you know, I've really been following you. I've been looking at all your YouTube videos, and you're just, you're so unique, and you're so signature to what you do. And I just want to say congratulations on all your well-deserved, well-earned hard success. So welcome to my program, Living Fearlessly, and how are you? Hi, thank you for such a, <laughs> an amazing introduction. It really sounds different when someone else reads your bio. I, you know, I, I, I hear that from probably 80% of the people I do interview with, interviews with. They're like, oh, my God, is that really me she's talking about? I didn't realize I did all those things because I was too busy doing it. So I just want to say kudos to you on a job well done. And uh, what a beautiful what a beautiful journey that you've carved out for yourself. And uh, listeners are always interested to know uh, the inception of my guest journey. So where did this all begin for you and why the violin? Um, that, that began a long time ago when I was seven. I, as, soon, as soon as I saw the instrument, I knew this was love at first sight. So, <laughs> um, actually, music has been in me before that, too. And the funny thing is when my mom was pregnant with me, she went to listen to Johann Sebastian Bach solo keyboard works every week. So she went to listen to live performance, and then I was born, and then I showed a lot of, like, musical kind of interest and, you know, musical memory on things like poems that she read to me. I memorized instantly and then told them to our guests. <laughs> Wow. And our family friend, um, who's a violin maker, recommended that I take up music. And uh, when I was seven, I started classes. Like, I went to audition to music school for piano first. But then my violin teacher grabbed me and auditioned me for violin. And there it was. There you go. There you go. So that's amazing. And so how long have you been doing this professionally? Well, I have been in Toronto for the past 14 years, but I have performed back home too. So I feel like it's been a while. It's been at least 16 years or so. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Good for you. And so, you know, in terms of the combination of what you do on stage, again, I, I've, I've watched and I've listened to all your amazing YouTube videos and the combination of how you rhythmically move on stage while you're actively playing. I mean, 
that's and this to me embodies living fearlessly. There's so many elements and aspects <laughs> of what you've endeavored to do that really personifies living fearlessly. And I think for anybody who takes the stage just to do what you do as a violinist player could be nerve wracking enough. It could be intimidating. You know, it's you're not in a band. You're you're by yourself. The spotlight's on you. <laughs> and you know, for all the hours of what you do behind the scenes to perfect your craft, here you are in that moment where you've got an audience and everybody's eyes and ears are on you and you know it's that's enough pressure just to play the instrument but then you add in all your rhythmical uh almost gymnastic in some <laughs> tight moves and I'm thinking how does she do this I mean that's very very brave and very courageous uh, so tell us about that well, thank you. Um, I've always been a big fan of martial arts and Eastern gymnastics. I started Tai Chi when I was 12. So, and I did some basics ballet back in school in Ukraine in grade one or two or so. We had uh, actual ballet classes. <laughs> and um, I've always been kind of a physical when I play, even when I didn't incorporate such huge gymnastic element into it. I've always been the most like kind of physical performer. So I do have a gypsy band and we do perform and we do move around the stage and we do entertain and everything so um putting back what i've done since i was 12 which is tai chi and mixed martial arts it kind of made sense to me because music was music is expressive music is physical music is it's also visual it's not just audible it's when you are on stage when you go out to perform it's probably 90 percent visual because most people go there to see you do it right they can listen to you on the radio they can hear your song but there's another thing to seeing what you do there's this whole kind of act that's put together and uh, i get excited by that i honestly love to be in the center of the stage in front of a lot of people when i see people i'm happy it's much harder to Put yourself into that performance mode when there's uh, barely any people. So it's more mm -hmm. exciting when you do see people. So I love performing. And um, yes, um, one of my students a few years ago, he came to my studio and he knows that I'm a, a gymnastic kind of flexible dancer and everything. So he, he found Lindsay Sterling online and he showed me her video. He says, look, Vera, you should do that. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's right I'm gonna do that I've been working on that for years now I've finally come out so that was probably 2012 or 2013 mm -hmm. uh, it was the summer of that year and uh, funny enough before I even said yes uh, a friend of mine called me from York we studied together and he said hey I'm putting together um, a really kind of interpretive performance on Dundas Square you can just do anything you like would you like to do it I'm like Okay, sure. Let's do it. That was my first kind of coming out as a dancing violinist. I didn't have my accompaniment done. I just did a solo violin with some mm -hmm. that looked more like a yoga moves. <laughs> it's just beautiful. Yeah, but I find it, it complements my performance well, because when you're doing something that you do for so many years, you find ways to grow. You find ways to add onto it. So to me, that was just another dimension that's naturally evolved out of the violin. Well, I absolutely love it. And I'm sure the Thank listeners you. would love to know, like, what's upcoming? Where can people find you and see you? And, and what's planned for the summer? What's planned for 2018? Mm -hmm. Anything you can share with us? Okay, well, currently, uh, actually, right now, this week, I'm in the very middle of scoring a web series written by my sister and uh, her boyfriend. We are all filmmakers. <laughs> so, 
she's great and um i've um i've 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 done a score for credit sequence and stuff like that and it's something new that hasn't been released yet so i can't really share the music with you yet but as soon as it comes out i think it's about this august that it will premiere and it will be on youtube but basically if you go to my website virabormenko.com you can find my video youtube videos you can find my music you can find me on itunes so my two award-winning hit singles that have received a lot of exposure they are on itunes you can just Type my name, Vera Bromenko, and you'll see them. So it's really easy. And if you connect with me on any of my social media channels, I constantly post updates to what's coming up. One of the probably things that will happen in August or September is my Gypsy Band want to have a big series of concerts. So we're either going to start in Toronto or New York. And We'll we'll see how it works out. So it has to do with budget, has to do with um, what kind of people can join us. We have one musician right now waiting to travel from the Ukraine, actually, to the U.S. And, um, yeah, so things are getting exciting. Um, that's one of the things <laughs> that's happening. Another one is I'm building my online educational system that is going live in September. Mm-hmm. It's something that provides training for music beginners and uh, some more serious musicians, too, who um, I basically share the method that I was taught when I was little, when I was living in the Ukraine. Um, I find there's a huge gap in the Western education for beginners. There are a lot of things missing, like ear training, um, and we're trying to fill out those gaps. <laughs> right? Amazing. So, I have teachers who are writing courses like me, and we're launching them in September. So it's deeply rooted in the Eastern European solfage system that I find is the key to everything you do in music. Because once you learn to speak the language, everything else is easily coming to you. Amazing. Well, lots to look forward to, lots that's upcoming, and you know that I'll cross-promote and I'll, I'll you know, as things are are. are emerging on the calendar by all means i will you know send me your links send me whatever and uh, i'll continue Great, thank you. yes absolutely share the wealth i truly believe in that so yeah. you know let's hear what music does for you like when you're on the stage um mm-hmm. are you present with the people that are there your audience or are you completely lost in a completely different surreal world or do you or do you go in and out of it I feel it's a little bit of both. It depends on what type of performance I'm doing. If I'm there to entertain, like if it's a big party and everyone's just having a good time, it's one type of energy. But if you're presenting something a little bit more serious, like a contemporary piece written for a cause or something, it's a different mood. Um, I do both and it changes during a piece too. Some moments when you will see, like when you look at what I do, it's more obvious because my movement makes it more obvious. So some of the moments you just have to be inside yourself and you just enjoy playing the music and you don't really care what's happening around you. But some other moments I do like to interact and uh, entertain, right? And I actually see, I have a pretty good 
peripheral vision, so I <laughs> I you can have see, to. right. I can see what people are doing if they're liking it, or I can tell who's sitting at that corner and okay, they're clapping, they're tapping, they're dancing. So I'm gonna go over there and play for them a little closer. So yeah, I I love doing that. So that's part of the job. So I've performed in a lot of uh, restaurants and uh, I've even played in a subway too. I was a busking musician for three years. So that's kind of the place where you have to sort of jump out and tell people, hey, I'm here. Look at me, right? So, and other occasions, I play at funerals too. And that's more serious. And that's um, that's connecting on a whole different level. And yeah. it's just, you know, that's where I can do something like solo box. That's where I can do something that's more spiritual. And it transcends the boundaries of the physical world too. And it makes you feel so much more connected, but in a different sense. So it makes you appreciate life. (laughs) Well, what it also does is it shows people how diversified you are. You know, you don't just wear one hat. You just don't perform for one particular type of audience. You don't just compose a certain type of music. Yeah, Yeah, I I feel like artists in the modern world, that's what we have to do. We have to have at least five different uh, streams of income. You could say five different kind of caliber acts put together right so um that's just the way it is in the modern world because so much information is available to us so many connections that we can make via social media in person and everywhere really everything's available (laughs) everything and that's part part of it is good it's Mm -hmm. that we can access everything for free we can find any type of performance we can look up anything that we need to know part of it is also distracting so you have to have a strategy and system in place as into where you get your information how you Mm -hmm. practice you know developing a method developing a strategy instead of just uh, getting distracted by like a shiny penny everywhere So right now, building my business, I do find myself doing a lot of that because all this kind of technology is new to me. So autoresponders, some other plugins that you can use for your website. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. I want to do that. I wanna do, yeah, I want to use that. I want this like set up right now. But I have to hold on. Okay, wait. Right now, I need to get this done. And then I'll get everything else done. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you and I both know for what what we do and what we pump out content wise and keeping ourselves abreast of what's going out there and what people want to hear. Um, you know, you've got to recalibrate and you've got to reprioritize everything every yes. day because you know, you think you've got your day planned out and to some extent you, <laughs> you have non-negotiable things that you have to meet, but then there's other things that unbeknownst to you show up and it could be positive stuff as well. It could be a yes. collaboration, yes. it could be somebody who wants to, you know, find out more about what you're doing or how they can connect with you or uh, they want to offer you a gig or whatever the case may be and you know so you can't you can't turn a blind eye to that and you can't leave people sitting on that so um yeah you're constantly having to keep up with the engagement and uh and the acknowledgement of people you know paying tribute mm-hmm. to you and and people thanking you and wanting to connect with you so it, it's a full-time job just the it whole is. correspondence <laughs> it, it truly is but um so, you know, what I love, too, about what I've discovered through my searching of you uh, with YouTube videos and whatnot, I really love how you talk very, very candidly and very passionately about the things that you're driven by and, and all your work embodies and comes from the core fundamental belief of 
passion and purpose. And, you yes. know, and I, you, you've got grit there. I mean, that YouTube video I, I put up when I was ramping our show <laughs> last night, you know, like just the way that you were eyeballing the camera and you spoke with such compelling conviction and it was very much putting it out there because, you know, the bigger you get, the more critical people can become and the more apt they are to see you fall as opposed to generally wishing you all the best at the beginning of your journey because some people just don't think you're going to make it, but it's a hobby. So we'll just pat her on the back and wish her well and all that kind of stuff. But I love the video because you were really making a profound point that uh, for people who, well, it's true. And, you know, for, for people like us who are entrepreneurs, we're very clear in wanting, knowing what our passion is and what our purpose is. Our goal is to connect with that, our message, our brand with the masses. So in order to mm-hmm. accomplish that, you do have to be out there visibly and you have to be consistently out there and you have to be doing it every day. And, yes. you know, that can be nauseating for other people who don't get what you're doing, why you're yes. doing it, the way you're doing it, or the ways in which you have to strategically do it. Uh, the people who are in our world, whether it's you being a musician or me being a radio show, show host, whatever the case may be, you know, you have to do that. You have to do that. That's true. Yeah. Sometimes you have to turn into a pit bull and just draw very clear boundaries with a lot of people. (laughs) Well, you you know, your demeanor, your tone and your message, you were very respectful, but you were very like, you know, don't screw with me in the video. You know, so in terms of what you set out to uh, communicate, I picked up on that loud and clear, and I'm sure a lot of people did too. And I just thought, you know, <laughs> this is a this is a stellar woman. This is a woman who knows herself very well. This is a woman who's very clear on who her audience is, what her message is, and she's going gangbusters. And she's not, <laughs> she's not looking back. You know, she's not looking back. So whoever wants to hop on for the ride will hop on, and whoever doesn't, they'll just naturally weed themselves out. So yes, I love your feel. I Love feel it. the same way about you. When I saw you, I felt the same way. I figured yeah, you have it all together. <laughs> well, you know, so, you know, I wanted, I, I actually, I'm glad you said that because I think that's an important point to kind of debunk and, and, and kind of demystify. So yes, we can be very, particularly as women, you know, we can be uh, very present. We can be very visible. We can be very self-assured and confident. Uh, but Let's face it, for the world that you live in and the world I live in and many others who who share that world, um, you know, there's a lot of disappointment. There is a lot of long hours. There's a lot of, you know, pumping things out and not necessarily getting where you want to go as fast as you want to get there. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and being reliant on third parties as well. A lot of people will disappoint you and drop the ball. Um, yeah. But you need their services because, you know, we we have our certain set of skills, but you've got to outsource other people who yes. – have the level of expertise you need to, to keep it all running afloat. So, um, so I appreciate you having that, that, uh, question of me and I Thank appreciate you. that. But the real, yeah. but the reality is there's a lot of hard knocks. There's a lot of, uh, perceivable failure or things not happening as quickly as what you want. Um, but it's, it's what you do with that. And I think that applies to humanity in general. Would you not agree, Vera? Yes, absolutely. I feel like uh, when you are doing things, not just with the logic of your mind, but you're addressing your, your higher calling, your purpose, and you make decisions based on that, you won't really feel the disappointment from something that didn't work out so much. And uh, you won't really be affected by the negativity that could 
pursue you at the beginning stages of your career. And I'm sure there have been a lot of people in my life who didn't understand what it is that I was doing. Some tried to just respect or attack me or some social media crazy comments. And <laughs> but, you know, you kind of brush that off and you just move on. Yes. Um, Yes, because I know that I want to get where I'm going. So I know that my purpose in life is to make music and everything else I do, including writing, including dancing, including teaching, it comes from that purpose. And that purpose is that fireball in your chest that just wants to break out because you can't keep it in. You have to do it or it will crush you, right? So to me, there really is no looking back. The only way to go is forward. And sure, you will have some financial troubles. You will have some difficulty learning like a new online system or something else right. that's crazy that drives you crazy <laughs> all week, right? So you can't sleep and you're constantly learning. But that's kind of the point. Why do things that don't challenge you? Like for me, I need to wake up knowing that I have a new challenge to tackle today. So mm -hmm. to me, that's motivating. And actually, I'll tell you that I've joined um, one of the successful business women and her team in Australia. So I'm constantly in touch with like-minded women like me and you. She's a female entrepreneur. Her name's Grace Lever. I recommend her. She's amazing when it comes to building your business and community. So these other women, some of them ask me, oh, you have this interview coming up. Are you nervous? I'm like, no, I'm excited. Right. <laughs> Because, yes, to me, um, it's just a reason to get excited. Because if I wake up doing the same thing or working in the same place or working on the same project, it just gets boring. It gets draining yeah. and I become disinterested. So that's a different problem. So part of um, doing what we do, like you said, we have to be our own entrepreneurs. We have to be our own uh, agents, our own promoters, everything. So part of it is learning to be that consistent that you don't get bored from what you're doing. So you're still challenging yourself. And I feel like this whole business venture is really challenging me and challenging me creatively. Um, a lot of people don't understand that building a business takes a lot of creativity. It's mm -hmm. a different type of creativity from what I'm used to doing when I make music, right? That's a different mind space, but it's still equally creating and it takes everything. It takes um, your heart and soul and it takes the mind too. So, but it's important not to get caught in the trap of your mind constantly trying to solve problems because that's what it's built for right so it's something that can keep you up at night yeah. <laughs> and it often does right because our mind is designed to find a problem in everything and try to fix it so but that's fine but if you do make your main decisions based from the heart based from your calling then it's going to take you down the right path so for me I've been really buried in my computer for probably like three months this spring, <laughs> but it was for the good cause. I learned a lot, things that I didn't know. But And when when my sister came up with a project, she said, hey, uh, we're producing a web series. Do you want to score it? I said, yes. So I, I was so happy that this project came into my life. I just I just stopped doing everything else and I dedicated like two weeks to just doing what I know I was born to do. And it made me so happy. I cried. <laughs> oh, well, that's lovely. So, yes. And uh, it's just when you are in that process of, in you know, you were, you were born to do this. It doesn't yeah. feel like work. It feels like that's exactly where you're meant to be. Yeah. The funny thing too, when I try to solve problems with logic, I get stuck a lot. But when I kind of let go of it and I let go of the mental space in that, it 
it, the solutions come to me because when I'm happy, I attract the people, I attract investors, I attract clients, I attract students, and I didn't have to do much for them to show up. Three important people showed up in my life this week because I was happy in my process and I was just doing what I love. Fantastic. Well, and I want to touch upon that because it is such an important piece for people to remember, regardless of what it is you endeavor to do, whatever it is you're uh, extremely passionate about. And, you know, and, and one thing you said, too, that I'll, I'll kind of extrapolate on. So, yes, as entrepreneurs, we don't sleep a lot. We don't sleep <laughs> a lot. We, we don't. And a lot of that does come from the constant adrenaline of loving what we do and looking forward to waking up the yes. next morning and hitting the pavement and accomplishing things and tackling things and connecting with people. Um, and yes, it is important to be solution focused. I think the people who remain problem saturated or, you know, everything's doom and gloom or they mm-hmm. tend to see things as a glass half empty. Well, no wonder the same results keep showing up in your life because you haven't recalibrated and deprogrammed and deconstructed the mindset that keeps you stuck, but keeps yes. you stuck in a way that you're continually chronically unhappy. So if your mind, if the way that you <laughs> think about things or the way that you perceive things or the way that you embrace things or relinquish things does not change, the results won't change. The results will not change. The people who are in your tribe will not change. The mentality that keeps you either running at your lowest vibrational level or your highest vibrational level. So these all come down to choices, and we talk about that quite regularly on this program. Um, And, yes, I I totally 100% wholeheartedly agree with you, Vera. When you come from the heart space – Mm-hmm. That's your core truth. That's that's your barometer of knowing whether you're on the right path, whether you mm-hmm. have to refocus. Um, but it's getting out of the head because that's where the ego is, and that's where you can go down that rabbit hole of the self doubt and the scrutiny, and you know people don't like me and all that crap. And mm-hmm. it's just you know it's a waste of energy and it's a waste of time, and you're actually detracting from the energy that should instead, conversely, be put back into your art your craft, your business. Um, yes, absolutely. And actually, when I did my master's degree at York University, my thesis supervisor, David Motz, an amazing composer, musician, he and I talked a lot about the work of heart versus the work of mind. Yeah. And where each one of – he's a martial arts guy too. <laughs> so where all of this comes in appropriate time, where you should use this, where you should use that, even about writing music, like how do you come up with melodies? How do you come up with harmonies? Do you do that because it feels good or do you do that because your mind has developed it? So to me, I find it's both. So we really achieve our best when we're in oneness with ourselves. So when all, all of our astral bodies, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual are aligned into one and then we're in tune. So there are different parts for each type of work in our process. So you could come up with a melody because it felt right, but then you develop it using your mind and technique because you are good at the things that you practice for so many years. So you know how to do that and get there faster because of the mind being attuned to what your heart is doing. So it's kind of Beautiful. Uh, it's, it's the kind of statement I make in my book. It's called My Key to Immortality. And the second title is Tuning Your Mind into the Life of Universal Love. So that's where I talk about being one with yourself. And uh, at the time when I wrote it, there were a lot of changes happening in my life. Like I was, I think, I feel I was maturing as a woman. That's why I wrote it. Beautiful. <laughs> and uh, we actually do practice with my whole family. Um, 
very unique method that came from Kazakhstan. It's called Sun Health or Ayat, and it has to do with channeling the energy of the sun, the energy of positive, tuning your mind, tuning your soul, tuning everything, and uh, basically living from that place of immortality because essentially we are immortal our souls are immortal our divine love is immortal so all these things that we live by what we think is what will happen so <laughs> i agree with that wholeheartedly i i totally do people call that mindset people call that visualization people call it manifesting yes. you know the law of attraction i mean there's so many different categories of how people mm-hmm. personally incorporate that into their life their dna and their business and their relationships mm-hmm. and I, I i totally agree with that i i and i mean my life is living proof of the fact that everything i've set my intentions on it's only grown stronger and but that does come with massive action and i think it would be important for you exactly. to also discuss that with our listening audience so it's not enough to just set intentions and throw goals out oh, to the universe. you have to take massive massive action yes and massive imperfect action that's what my yeah. business coach says actually yeah. sure build that page build a funnel build that autoresponder it might not work the first time or maybe even the <laughs> third or fifth time but after you've done it enough times it will work out you'll you'll do your testing you'll see what works you'll see what doesn't And then suddenly one day it just comes together and it comes out of nowhere and you're like, great, I can do this. It's so easy. Why was I struggling? Right. So it, yeah, it all comes down to, you can't just sit there and worry about things that haven't happened, but you have to take a step ahead. Even if that step seems like something completely out of the blue. So for me right now, I'm submitting my new scores to various orchestras, including TSO, Seattle Symphony. There's a competition in Japan and things like that. I even found a few, um, residency programs for, women composers that they would like you to go work uh, for them. If they like your music, they'll give you a scholarship and, you know, they'll pay you and everything. So um, that's right now. It's just something that inspires me to keep writing. I won't necessarily go there, like (laughs) move to Italy or something. (laughs) You never know. Never say never. I know. But it's just something to, for me to get excited about. I I'm, I'm so excited about thinking that they might play my music. Mm-hmm. This whole huge orchestra will play my music. So for me, that's just exciting. So I usually do these things and I take uh, steps out of my comfort zone. Yeah. The same thing happened when I I took acting classes just for fun because it was kind of um, a stage in my life that um, I just decided to do it. My sister has been telling me about it a lot. And that's where I met my boyfriend and we just celebrated our one year anniversary. So I just did that for fun. Thanks. <laughs> I did that for fun. I wasn't looking for anyone or anything in particular. It was just something to kind of entertain myself. And that's where I've met this huge community of actors, too. And we've made three films this year. Terrific. Terrific. Well, and and the thing I'd like to talk about, too, is, and I and I do say this quite often, but it, it, I, I say it quite often because for the guests that I have on my show, when we talk about alignment, when we talk about purpose, when we talk about passion, when we talk about all these yummy things that I absolutely love to talk about, there yeah. are no coincidences. So, That's you know. True. These things have shown up in your life, not as a result of all the hard work and the honing of your craft, but because you're continually emitting this positive energy and people, the universe is soaking it up going, who is this woman? I need more of her. (laughs) I want more of her. And, you know, it's, uh, I I believe in energy. I believe in transference of energy. I believe in all of that. Yes. Yes. 
And the music is the purest form of physical vibration. So um, it's kind of, I find this is the practice where you have no way around it. You have to get it right. Otherwise, you just won't learn to play your instrument. Otherwise, it won't happen, right? So to me, I was actually thinking that yesterday when I was getting ready for, for today. I was like, hmm, funny. I feel like I've learned everything, every piece of wisdom in my life through practicing music. And yes, there were great teachers, there were great people who told me things in words, but the truth is I've learned it in the process of making music. So how to attune yourself to these things, how to practice efficiently so that you don't sit there for hours doing nothing. Instead, you can get the same amount of work done within an hour, within 15 minutes. This comes from um, the concept of contemporary musicianship, where you make your practice the most efficient and you, you take apart the piece in the ways that benefit you the most so you don't get tired because you do perform professionally you don't want to get tired yeah Um, but at the same time you kind of break it down to the point where you just need 15 minutes to just really analyze it and then you can play and it's then it's easy right so it's the same with our lives we sometimes spend so much time like um in the swamp of negativity and thoughts that don't really benefit us. And sometimes it's okay to just let them out and, and feel these emotions and let them go through us. But then we got to get up and just set, get going to the next step. Right. So absolutely, it's about picking yourself up every time and tackling a new challenge and going out there and just doing something that really speaks to you because we do attract our tribe based on vibration, right? We definitely <laughs> it's, do. It's the same with relationships too. If you if you feel the void, if you're looking for a partner because you don't feel complete, you will never find them. The only way to find them is to look within yourself. So I don't remember who said that. There was somebody really wise, somebody in the Eastern yeah. <laughs> part of the world. <laughs> was it Dalai Lama? Maybe, I don't know, I'll look it up. But um, so he said, so you're happy. Um, can you be happy if you're alone in a cave for a day? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Sure. Easy. Can you be happy if you're alone in that cave for a week? I said yes. So sure. Um, can you be happy if you're alone in that cave for a month? That's where many people start thinking. What about a year? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, Yes, I'm happy. I'm so happy. I can get so much done when I'm alone. You know, I know. I just, I, you know what? I've been in, I've been in the same cave for years, and it's working. <laughs> I know. Right. Of course, there's balance. It's like go out in the sun. You know, spend time with family. Yes. But the truth is, um, the very core of this is if you are happy alone with you, if you entertain yourself, yes. then. If you are the best company, then you will be that company with other people too. And only the right ones will come into your life. So I know a lot of, a lot of contacts of my uh, friends and acquaintances who are like, Oh, I'm looking for a good guy. I'm like, well, you have to stop looking for the guy. You just have to look inside you. Exactly. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and I, I have no notion. I have no concept when people say I'm bored or, you know, like I, or people who are, Anytime they have a free available moment, they need to fill it. They need to fill it with stimulation. They need to, they need to fill it with people. They need to fill it with conversation, yeah. trips to the mall. So it's like, oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. I don't go shopping ever unless I have to, unless like I'm okay. down for my last pair of whatever clothes. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, and you know, and again, I, I don't mean to sound, you know, preachy or judgmental in saying that. I'm just saying this is the way in which, when we talk about tribe and the ways in which we know who our tribe are and who mm-hmm. perhaps we don't feel aligned with, it's just because as people who are creative and constantly producing content, and not for the sake of banging it out, but because that's what we truly feel that we're here to do, and we do want to yeah. connect with the masses because we do believe in our message, we do believe in our branding, we do believe in our purpose. Um, you know, yeah. so why, why would we choose to play a smaller game at the micro level? No, I, my, my <laughs> no. message needs to go out and connect and resonate with as many people as possible. And that's the same for anybody who is in our world of what we do in terms of imparting our message based on knowing our purpose and our passion and our calling. Mm-hmm. And um, because it is selfish to hoard your gifts. You know, we know it's for true. a fact that people have been inspired by you. We know whether it be the book that you've written, whether it be the music that you compose, whether it be watching you on stage, whether it be connecting with your YouTube video. <laughs> you know, if, when you know that there are people out there who truly benefit or resonate from your message, your performance, your music, uh, your inner beauty, all of those things that matter, that this hu- this world is more so than ever hungry for, then mm-hmm. that that's what we do it for. Can you, you know? And yes, we, we there's grow, nothing like it. <laughs> well, we grow from each other as well. So, you know, if you decided to play a smaller game and say, well, who am I to go out on the stage and share my music and share my gifts with people? Think of all the people who would be deprived, would be denied, who who maybe wouldn't be where they're at in their mm-hmm. musical pursuits because they miss the opportunity for you sharing yours with them. So, you know, I believe it's selfish when you when you hoard your gifts. Yes, and um, a, a lot of people feel that way when they are starting up a project or they're just at the beginning of their career developments. And that's okay to feel that way. And the more you do actually go out of your comfort zone, the more you do push yourself to do these things like perform or do public speaking, whatever scares you. To me, it's like you have to do what scares you. That's Jump exactly in. what you have to do. Yes, if that's what scares you, you have to do it. So step out of your comfort zone and try. And yeah, I did feel a little intimidated maybe first when I introduced dance into my performance because I didn't really know how people would react. So um, it depends. Some of them are kind of confused about it. But I honestly, that's that's fine because that's what you're supposed to do. You cannot cater to everyone, and you first of all need to cater to your true calling. That's yeah. that's one thing because only when you are in tune, when you are that happy, then you can be of any help to anyone else. And uh, I feel like in uh, the modern day and age, there's a powerful community of women like you and me, like those in my doers kids group too, yes. <laughs> who are just really good at connecting and networking and empowering each other. And I feel like there are, there is an explosion of female entrepreneurs happening in the modern world right now, for that very same reason that the world was hungry for it. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I grew up personally, um, I grew up in a society in Ukraine. I never felt, I didn't even think about being a woman or a girl or something like that. So I think I'm lucky that way because I grew up in a society where women were leaders. So I don't know if it's traditionally or just the circles that I was in, but I feel like Slavic culture does favor women as the head of a household, as the head of her community. And all of my teachers were women, most of them. And um, yeah, so I've always been around really strong, influential women who were artists, who did what they loved. And uh, yes, so 
I feel that I'm lucky that way because I've never had this confusion about um, what men should do, what women should do. I just knew that I could be anybody I've wanted to be. Love it. Love it. Well, you know, and that's such a profound message. And this is something that we talk again quite regularly about on radio. You know, regardless of what your environment or your cultural conditioning or your family conditioning or your societal conditioning, you know, (laughs) because a lot of that, and I'm not saying it's not justified. I'm not saying it doesn't play a huge role in keeping people blocked or keeping people stuck or playing a smaller game in their life. Mm -hmm. I understand it's hard to break through uh, the barriers of that. You know, you grow up believing certain things that you're led to believe, whether they're actually true or not. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and a lot of people are brought up in older generations of, you know, don't take the stage don't stand out don't talk don't raise your voice don't use your voice don't use these social media platforms to pay it forward and to be of service to others you know who are you to think that yeah. you to, and it's not about being in the limelight and this is where the the people misconstrue the message i think of the artist or the messenger it's like mm-hmm. no i'm i'm here to connect my message because i believe in my message and i believe in myself with other people who perhaps do not and need the reminder need the example need somebody to step up and show that it's absolutely okay to do that and to be self-empowered and you know you're you're not going to die as a result of that i mean nothing critical is going to happen you know (laughs) um that's so yeah i mean what's what's the worst case scenario you 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 develop a few critics along the way you develop a few people you know who will never understand what it is you're actually endeavoring to do and that's fine they're not your tribe anyway you're not there to be connected with them necessarily so you gotta be yes so eventually those critics too they fall away because once you do become more established in your circles in your in your mission then they get scared because the reason they criticize you to begin with is because they are scared because they are not self-realized because they have not achieved that point in their life where they see what they need to do. So that's usually the people who become critics and negative commenters or (laughs) anything that's trying to bring you down. So yes, these are just the people that are not of your vibration. They're not of your tribe. They, They are, the, it doesn't make them bad or anything. It just means that they're at a different stage in their life and your vibrations don't match. So that causes dissonance. And yeah. because of that dissonance, they're not comfortable with it. They're not comfortable with your energy. So they will try to attack you. They will try to pull you down to their level where they're comfortable with it, right? So, and you can't just give in to that because if you do, you will be very unhappy. And uh, <laughs> even well, it's funny, it's happened in my life too. I've I've broken contact entirely with some people in my past. And a few years later, they reappear and they say, hey, you know what? I'm really glad we're back in touch. And I've thought hard about what you said back then. And, you know, and they kind of, they they understand why I did what I did. And now they're caught up and now they're okay with it. (laughs) That's good. You know, that's good. It's nice to see that people have that self-awareness or that ability, that accountability piece. Uh, because yeah, we are all operating at different levels of self-awareness and not everybody's intended to want to live the same kind of life or to have the same kind of passions. I mean, it's, you know, the world needs all kinds. Yeah. uh, And there's no boring. 
Yeah, and there's no superiority and there's no hierarchy here. It's not about that. It's just when we talk about critics and we talk about naysayers and we talk about the negative lower vibrational energy type people, all we're basically saying in defense of ourselves is we just, we're just doing our own thing. We're minding our own business. We're too busy to really, you know, take note of that stuff. Sometimes it's in your face and you can't help but see it. But then as quickly as you see it, you dismiss it and you move on and you get refocused on what it is you, you know, you're here, you're meant to do. And so it's just, um, you know, never feel guilty and never feel apologetic. And I think that's my message yes. too within this. Don't this feel theme. bad for being, no. for feeling that power and for letting it out. Don't shy away from your own success because you can't make anyone else happy if you don't live your true calling. Like you, if you're not happy, then <laughs> what's the point, right? Right. <laughs> so don't cater to others' needs before you have achieved what you want in your life so it's it's the kind of like <laughs> this, this it's funny it's a reference from a cartoon no wait first secure your oxygen mask then secure the child <laughs> yeah i watch a lot of family guy i feel i think yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. and uh you know so i mean talking about all of this i mean I, again i love this conversation i love yumminess i love hearing about how accelerated other people's growth is I love hearing about all the things people have lined up that they're endeavoring to do that they're they're just you know chomping at the bit uh, to interface with more people and empower other people. So you know you've given us a sense of what it is that is upcoming for you, what you in terms of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and talking mm-hmm. about the funnels and, yes. and automated email systems. And all <laughs> So, I mean, you've clearly depicted by illustrating these types of examples the ways in which you've stepped out of your comfort level to do things that you know are going to further enrich your business, that are going to further uh, allow you to impact and in- interface with other people. Um, so what else would you say to our listeners, Vera? You know, for anybody who's listening, who's feeling perhaps stuck in their life, they don't know the first step towards going about knowing what their purpose is or what their passion is. What would you say to our listeners? Well, I actually, I have a formula for that. Excellent. <laughs> to me, um, when, when I felt this way, which was recently, just even a couple of years ago, when I felt hopeless and kind of found myself in a dark place and I didn't know where to start, even though I knew music was my calling, but I felt lost because I didn't know how to monetize things and how to get my projects moving. So when I felt this way, I come back to three simple things, just very simple Forget about all these complexities. One thing, go out in the sun outside for even 15 minutes a day. Get some sun because that makes you happy. That gives you energy that revitalizes you. Two, meet one person who is pleasant to you with whom you would like to share a meal. Mm. That's actually something that I've derived from Ben Abbas' interview with The Immortal. He's still writing that book or I don't know, but (laughs) that's his one part of his uh, teaching that I kind of modified to myself and the third thing for me is do what makes you happy if that's writing if that's uh, rock climbing if it's skiing or whatever it is do that for at least 15 minutes a day so push yourself to do it push yourself to get out of bed when you're I know what it's like to be depressed I know what it's like to be immobile and just feeling so heavy like nothing is gonna work out (laughs) (laughs) but push yourself out of bed and do those three basic things. Get some sun, meet one person and share a meal with them and do 15 minutes of your true passion, which it doesn't have to be complex. It could be as simple as making an Instagram post that you're really happy with or 
uh, you know, if writing is your passion, then write a little bit in your journal, maybe a page, and that's enough. It doesn't have to be huge. But this little step, you will see, if you keep it up every day or every other day, if you keep this up, you will see how it will start making you happier and happier and happier, and you will feel so much closer to your goal. Well, and it also becomes habit forming, right? Sometimes we have to break the old habits that don't serve us to develop the new habits that will serve us. And, you know, where do we hone our craft? Repetition, repetition, repetition. And uh, through the the repetition, you come to realize, as you spoke about at the top of the hour, how to more efficiently use your time. So you're working, you know, you're you're not working as hard. You're working more efficiently. You know, you're 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 working. Yeah, work harder, work smarter. Yeah, maximize your practice. That's something that really clicked to me after I took a class with Professor Casey Sokol at York. That's that was a contemporary musicianship class. It just it it was to do with music, but it can be applied to everything in life. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, in my book, I say that um, you know, pro- improv sessions are just like life. They can go on forever if no one cues the ending. So it's the same. And uh, another thing to say to anyone who's feeling down is that you are not the only person who has felt this way. The people who are the most successful have felt this way more than anyone. Um, When I struggle with some technical mumbo jumbo, I feel this way every other day. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay. Let those emotions happen. Let them out. And the answers will come to you. The answers will come to you through your community. Sometimes even agents, you don't suspect to happen that through. Like some people on the street or even a dog barking and you suddenly have an idea and everything works out, you know? <laughs> it's all interconnected. It's all interconnected, no coincidences. But unfortunately, Vera, we're at the bottom of the hour here. We've oh. only got a couple minutes left. So if you could just quickly let the listeners know where they can find you, where they can tune in and follow sure. you. Yes, please. Um, you can find me on my website, verabermenko.com. You can find my singles on iTunes. Just type in Vera Bermenko. One of them is three mix. Another is a never ending tango. You can find me on Facebook, Vera Bermenko Violin Dance, or just really through any of my social media by Vera Bermenko hashtag, uh, at, at, I guess the, the handle it's called. <laughs> so I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. And, um, how much time do we have? Would you like me to play? No, oh, you know what? We've got like seriously one minute and I've got to say goodbye. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? That doesn't mean we can't have you back. It does not mean we That's can't have okay. you back. No worries. So I understand. And, uh, so yes, uh, if you Google my name, um, on YouTube as well, and I have created a portal, which is HTTP. Uh, slash slash online music coach dot teachable dot com. That's for my school to come out in September. I've created many interesting things there to start up before we launch. Fantastic. So check them out. <laughs> Thank you, Vera. I want to say thank you very much for the gift of your time. I want to thank you for your wisdom and your insights that you've chosen to very articulately uh, impart to our listening audience. I want to thank the listeners once again for tuning in to my show. This is Lisa McDonald living fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. I go live every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 o'clock Eastern. I want to thank you for being one of over a quarter of a million podcast subscribers to Living Fearlessly. <laughs> really couldn't be doing this without you so it really means a lot to me that you're garnering a lot of insights and really benefiting and loving my guests so thank you so much i wish everybody a safe weekend take care love and gratitude all my best thank bye-bye. You, bye-bye. bye 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 
You've been listening to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. Visit her at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.